Welcome to the Saturday Night Live After Party. This week, we'll be discussing Season 47, Episode 12 of SNL with host Willem Dafoe and musical guest Katy Perry. I'm Catherine Coleman, and this week, I'm joined by Steve Finn, as well as one half of New York comedy duo Kevin and Pat, Patrick Riley. If you'd like to connect with Pat, you can find him at NotPatRiley. And if you'd like to connect with us, you can do so at SNLPodcast.com. Enjoy these selected highlights from this week's discussion. And if you'd like to watch our full-length, ad-free, sketch-by-sketch review, you can find it exclusively at Patreon.com slash SNLPodcast. It's our supporters that make this show possible. We are so thankful to everyone who's already come on board. All right, here we go. Hello, everyone. We have an episode to discuss in which I can only assume every single writer Googled Willem Dafoe on Monday and stumbled across that really weird video of him dancing with his pee-pee out. And they all said, let's pitch him something about this and see which one he goes with. And then he said, have you seen my pee-pee? We're doing all of them, baby. So that's the episode we got. Uh, but anyway, Steve is here. Hey, Steve. How's it going? Hey, man, how do I follow that? Uh, either way, great to be here. Uh, <laughs> That's the end as of the episode. <laughs> um, yes. we, yeah, we got Steve. We also have my friend Pat Riley here. I'm very excited to have Pat on. I actually uh, I met him working at my old day job. We taught science to children together. Uh, and in that process, we bonded over pursuing comedy. But uh, Pat's actually been at it uh, significantly longer than I have. He regularly performs as part of the comedy duo Kevin and Pat, and he's one of the co-writers of the off-Broadway musical Great Frontier, a poorly researched musical about Lewis and Clark. Um, so how you doing, Pat? Welcome to the show. Oh, I am doing fantastic. That dance, that dance he did, it's kind of like uh, <laughs> Sam Rockwell dances and everything. I did not realize. I See, I saw the video after I saw the sketch because oh, okay. it was on Twitter. Someone was just like, oh, they were doing like this dance and this, and I watched it. I'm just like, why isn't he dancing in everything? No Way Home would have been a better film if Green Goblin went, hey, Peter, ooh, and Peter's like mesmerized by the dance. That'd be great. Uh, but speaking of Willem Dafoe, you, you've met him. Oh, yes. And did you see his penis? No. You know what? He was a total gentleman about it. I <laughs> he, he asked. I said, no. He said, all right. Went back to buying groceries. No, I so I, I, I dated someone for a while um, who lived in the same building as him. And it became a, it became, I, it became so regular that I would bump into him, like at Christidis or like in the building that he would initiate the head nod to say, hi, how are you? And he, he, one time I was on the elevator with him and I was, I, I held my cool. I stood and this is, I was on the elevator with him and this is after we had already had instances like, or like outside the building or like at Christidis, we bumped into each other and I'm in the elevator. He goes, wow, how are you today? I'm like, good, good, good. And you, and he goes, goes, great, great. Oh, it's getting warmer. And I said, it is, it is. And then we left. And then that was our, that was our interaction. That was my interaction wow. with Will Defoe, the nicest man uh, really? I have ever yeah. briefly met. So yeah, so that's, that's your Willem Defoe story, but you have many, many tales you could regale us with many of which are SNL related, because like I said, you've been, you've been in the comedy scene so long. You, you yeah. know, plenty of people at the show who have been through the show. So yeah. yeah just what pick pick a story and tell us i'm gonna i'm gonna pick a story that's uh that has nothing to do with my comedy background and everything to do with my <laughs> genetics 
my aunt <laughs> and uncle work for SNL. Uh, okay. They both work on SNL. My 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 aunt, who's my father's sister, uh, is uh, in the sound department, and then my uncle's a cameraman. And uh, recently, because of COVID, um, they had their they had the COVID show with Paul Rudd, and right. um, they had a very stripped down version of what the show was. And they're sending a lot of people home, <laughs> and they basically like were originally going to send home my aunt to be like. Uh, they're going to send my home my aunt, but they were going to keep my uncle. And then she was just like, cool, cool, cool. Hey, we drove here together. Uh, don't do that. Don't do what, what was the selection process? Well, we pointed at that guy first. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I, I, either he comes home with me now or I stay here because I don't want to have yeah. to, I don't have to do this. I'm, we're both in our, we're both in the other sixties. We're old people. Like, let's, <laughs> nice. but yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. I've been, I, and then because I, because of comedy, I know a few, I've known a few writers through over the years. And I, one time I got to go backstage because of some of my writer friends and I bumped into my aunt while with them. And she, see my aunt, I love her to death. She's a very nervous person. And she kind of grabbed my shoulders and go, what are you doing here? What are you, what are you doing? Did you, did you break in? Did you steal? I'm like, no, I know other, pe- <laughs> I know other people. I've been doing this too long. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, um, it's fun. It's, it's something I've always wanted to, um, uh, as a kid, I wanted to be on, but as I grew older, I'm like, that looks like too much work. I want to be adjacent to it. And uh, I, I live, yeah. hey kids, if you want to be adjacent to something, live your dreams. Just go out there, meet the right people, and they'll do it for you. And you can look and go, hey, look at them. And that's where I am in my life. That's my buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's great. <laughs> So yeah, uh, Patrick, rest assured, he has plenty of uh, comedy knowledge. He's been watching SNL forever. He's got friends. He's got insider knowledge. You're in good hands. Are we ready to get into the show? Yeah. I am. Now I'm up, 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 up. I'm on WebMD. Up, 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 up. And I'm trying to get a pick. Up, 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 up. But they're coming out blurry. Up, up, up. Steve, what do you think of this music video? Hey, man, as, as a guy with sleeping problems of his own, uh, this this is welcome material. Uh, a good use of the production value that uh, SNL has been mm-hmm. uh, uh, achieving as of late. Yeah. Uh, this was yeah, this was great subject matter that any adult uh, viewer I think can relate to because they made sure that they really reached in all corners for examples of things that keep you awake. I think whoever you are as a human being there has been something in this song that has awoken you at least mm-hmm. a couple of times to make it annoying. Uh, yeah. Uh, I was there like checking them off. Yep. That one's done it. That one's done it too. That one's done it. So yeah, there's, uh, there's a lot to, uh, to shake your fist at and say, damn it, SNL. I'm trying to have fun here. <laughs> I'm trying to laugh and you just bring it up real, <laughs> but whatever. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's a lot of fun. When, when they go this route, they have the cast members that can reliably uh, knock out a banger. Uh, so a lot to enjoy in this little production here. Definitely worth the effort put into it. Yeah, I, I agree, man. I, I agree. I feel like uh, I really enjoy Chris when Chris Red and Keenan do a music video. I'm always like, this is going to it's, it's going to be a good time. Uh, I will say I thought it was funny that. Willem Dafoe in his monologue mentioned he's like, ah, people want me to be the Joker. I don't know why. And then was a perfect Joker in the end of this. To the end, <laughs> like literally, like, like my little comic book nerd brain turned off watching the sketch and was just thinking, like, God, this is perfect 
for Joker voice. This is exactly what the Joker would do. Yeah. He's mocking me at this point. He's laughing just in my face. Do that. Yeah. Just do that. Just do that. <laughs> I don't want to see a sad Joaquin Phoenix refrigerator Joker. No, I want to see the Will Defoe <laughs> yelling like things that will keep you awake at night. All he had to say was the Batman, and I would have been like, yeah! yeah you got it! <laughs> Hello, bats. Oh God, it's just it's so yeah. it's uh yeah, but I mean like overall like I I I also have I have insomnia, so it's like um the amount of times where I was watching this and just going like yeah, hundred percent, yeah, 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 literally like the night before uh, uh Friday night, uh, I woke up because I had I had this little bump on my neck thing. It was it was a, it was what it turned out to be was lint, but what I thought <laughs> I kept feeling it, and I because I was doing it like through the shirt like this, and I'm like. I keep scratching it. I feel like it's getting bigger and it was getting bigger because the lint was rolling into a ball. Uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. And that kept me up for at least a half hour. So, um, <laughs> so I completely, I like what Keenan got up and went on to web, web MD and just kept trying to take pictures of his neck. I was like, <laughs> Oh, I just did this. You know, they speak to the, the real blue collar folk, you know? <laughs> yeah. That was so, like I, I, too many times I've been like, Oh, here's there's a thing, and like try to get a picture, and you just can't. Like you, the camera refuses to focus on it, and you can't figure out how to get it to focus on your back or your neck or wherever. Um, that was like super relatable. That was probably that was actually probably my favorite beat. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I, yeah. The you know, like Steve said, the production on this was so strong. The sets, the editing, everything was really, really top notch. Um, but I don't know. There was something holding me back from just yeah. loving it. Um. And the best thing I can figure out, and I don't know, and maybe maybe you can help me here, but I do feel like as relatable and specific as the things were, I do feel like there could have been a more heightened sense of specificity. Um, yes. Like, yeah. um, That's the thing about it. Like, it could go so many places, and they went so right. many places, it's like it almost loses the point of focus. Like, you're just asking yeah. yourself. I, I completely agree. Yeah. Okay. I'm totally glad. I'm glad I'm not the only one. That I see. I feel, feel that way with the with when Will Defoe's character shows up at the end. Is though I thought it was very funny and enjoyable. It did for me kind of feel like like kind of lost focus of what the original intention was, which was here's some weird things that now it's just like here's a list of weird things instead of like having that really tie into the idea of the sketch of like mm-hmm. where it's going. Now it's just we're gonna list funny things that it felt like me. It felt like the writers were like, uh, here are some ideas that we never really we didn't like plan through. So we'll just throw them at the end. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and again, like it, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad, but like, I think a speed run at the end of a sketch can be a really strong choice. Exactly. I agree. Especially it, I for know, something like this. this time. Cause it felt like, I don't know, like in the past, whenever they've done some sort of like medical commercial and then like the last, just like the runoff of just like, here are the side effects. Bah, 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 bah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's always worked for me. But for some reason, what Willem Dafoe was doing essentially the exact same sort of joke of here's just a list of side effects. Here's a list of things. It just didn't, it didn't hit as well. And maybe it was because I was thinking about the Joker. I'll be honest. I a hundred percent was thinking about the Joker, but, but realistic, it's just, you know, it was, I just felt like it was kind of like, Oh, the sketch is over. You know, it mm-hmm. didn't, it didn't have that. I needed, I needed one more thing to really like, be like, Oh, that's the craziest thing. And, I, and I'll talk about this in a minute when we get to the dog show where like, you can have things that are like, very general and like relatable but just like something about it is so specific that makes it so funny and i think this could have just used maybe one more filter pass of like what's like just a different word we can use here and that would have just taken it 
to the next level. And I understand, you know, they filmed it Friday night. They didn't have the, they didn't have time to do another no. pass at it. I get that. But like, but there was just something about it that I was like, this is good. This is catchy. I really like this, but it's not as good as some of the other songs that they've yeah. heard. That's, the, that's how they trick us, right? Because <laughs> this stuff looks like they've worked on it for months. That's right. how good it looks. <laughs> yes. So when we like pick it apart, like it's easy to forget that they actually like mm-hmm. threw it together in a couple of nights. Yeah. <laughs> and we think, oh, we could have done this, could have done that. Exactly. Oh, man. It's amazing that they got this. <laughs> yeah. Right? No, it's, it, you're exactly right. It's like a thing of like, if we were watching a show like, uh, uh, Keen Peel or like, you know, mm-hmm. I think you should leave. Like those are filmed over a time where like you can go back and you can change and then editing and like you have months of work on it. But like the fact mm-hmm. that like exactly what Catherine was saying, they probably filmed this Friday night, you know, mm-hmm. that they did this like in a, in a day that right. they could do. <laughs> They could do this is so impressive. Like it's so yeah. the fact like this is this was the this was a product of someone going just quick. We gotta we we have like four more things we have to shoot before we go live. You know, <laughs> yeah. quick so five things like, to keep you up at night. Go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it right. still really works. Yeah, this isn't a spot for amateurs. So what what we got was def was definitely good. Maybe if if they had an extra two weeks on it, there are some things that we that we would uh could change, but uh. A definitely a good music video. SNL always delivers on you know production quality. Um, but let's mm-hmm. keep going to the 28th annual Badminster Dog Show. And I loved the Badminster Dog Show because yeah. much like I was I mentioned a minute ago, everything was so specific. Like it invoked constant laughter. And just like an example, like everyone knows dogs are afraid of fireworks, right? Common yeah. knowledge, relatable thing. They said the 4th of July is a war. That's so much funnier than saying she's afraid of fireworks. Like that is so specific and so heightened and such funny language. And that was on the very first beat of the sketch. And it just kept going from there. So like to me, this was like the reminder that, that I needed. And SNL gives me, you know, every, every month yeah. or so I get one of these where I'm like, oh, right. I need to go back through that sketch I wrote and change every word to be something more specific. And yeah. it will be that much better. Um yeah i i loved this uh yeah and pat you have like a few elderly dogs correct uh i well i did um, <laughs> oh god <laughs> i don't want to talk about it but let's just say this okay. weekend was hard change um oh and uh but <laughs> but i do yeah 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 it's 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 a whole it was it was as, as i was watching this i had tears in my eyes it's just like oh she was a pain in the ass wasn't she but anyway I uh but I have other dogs. I have other dogs that are still alive. Okay. And uh <laughs> one of the other dogs I have still alive is named Blueberry. Uh Blueberry is my nice. little Danny De- he's a little Danny DeVito dog. He has alopecia. Uh, he's balding. Uh he <laughs> he has a crooked penis that he pees sideways. So if he so I know I know if he's so I was on, on the right track, you do relate. No, it's 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 I could relate to you so but especially for Blueberry. My one note in the sketch is who who wrote this and do I know them personally? Because this is a story I've told that my dog Blueberry uh, is loves people. But if he's in any sort of transportation, he will throw up and cry the entire way. So the fact that Blueberry in the sketch grounded a plane, I was like, yeah, 100%. This sketch, oh, man, every time they would ask a question and they would just go, yeah, this is horrifying. This guy, the living with this animals. The one, um, the Mukes one where he says, uh, he goes, every day is a nightmare. Every day is a new nightmare. <laughs> I this I was like, oh, you're so right. Like we yeah, he was real quiet and I missed those days. Yeah, exactly. I understand. I also have a rescue dog who mm-hmm. when we first got him, he was like real like agile and great. But now if you try to wake him up before one PM, it's an it's like 
he'll he'll stab you. He'll stab you if you wake him up right. for one. He's he understands what a bed is now. You know. Here's something I want to bring up. Do you think it was intentional to make uh, Willem Dafoe look like Fred Willard? Because with that wig on, that's all I could think of. And then that Dude. brought me back to Best in Show, the yeah. Christopher Guest film. So, yeah, to make him look so much like an actor who once played a commentator in a dog show on a movie, uh, it seemed almost like a uh, shout out to the I will say, as someone who legend. watches dog shows, because it's like the thing that my grandmother likes to watch after the Macy's Day Parade. Uh, that's how they dress. It just it just happens to be that Fred Willard looks exactly like the commentator. So I feel like they were I feel like they were just basing the costume on the exact same thing. Right. With that. But yeah, so did, that's why they casted Fred Willard in the first place because he has that look. Yeah. That they were turned going for for Willem. So it's yeah, a yeah. third degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so big big win on the Badminster Dog Show. Let's yeah. keep going. Peyton Manning is here to discuss Emily in Paris. And interestingly, when I spoke to Pat earlier this week, he mentioned he was like, yeah, Peyton, the Peyton Manning episode has one of my favorite sketches in it. So yeah, I think he's one of my favorite hosts of all time. Yeah. Like this, this you manifested this to happen in the episode you were reviewing. Uh, uh, my only so note for the sketch. Yeah. yeah. My only note for the sketch is when he came out, I started fist pumping. I don't watch football. I don't like football. <laughs> I love Peyton Manning. Um, what a fun, what a fun game. What a fun mm-hmm. game for this out of nowhere. Uh, uh, may, maybe my favorite tagline of the night is there's a season one is my favorite <laughs> tagline of the night. Uh, but yeah, no, this is a big one for me. I, he's, Peyton Manning's funny. He's my dad's favorite comedian because him and his brother have a uh, talk show on ESPN two mm-hmm. that my mm-hmm. father is obsessed with. And, uh, oh, it's, it's, they, they host Monday night football yeah. for ESPN two. And my I heard father all is about obs- this when I was home. Cause my dad also really likes it. Yeah, and like my dad just keeps like he'll just be like, hey, "You hear what the Manning brothers say?" And I'm like, "No, not what the Manning brothers said." He's just like, and then I honestly I watched it with my dad. I watched when uh when they were dropping the Moon Knight trailer during during the Monday Night Football like uh, two weeks ago. Honestly, those guys like I understand it. They they paint Manning the Manning brothers are so funny, uh, but especially Peyton, he just understands timing. It's it's how can you be uh that good at one thing and then good at another thing. How, how dare you like vastly <laughs> different things. It's not like he's mm-hmm. a tap dancer who also could sing. He's a football player. One of the greatest football players of all time. And then also funny. He's so funny, yeah. you know, and this was, this sketch is that man, just the, 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 um, that last line killed me. I don't know. What, mm-hmm. what else? What about, what, what, what else in the sketch did you guys enjoy? I thought this was delightful. Uh, Steve, do, do you agree with that? Pete Manning. He's a, he's a polymath. He's a, a renaissance man. He, <sighs> yeah. What, what can't he do? There, There's the types of monologues that you write for a, uh, a non-comedian, non-actor, uh, like musician or athlete. Um, mm-hmm. That's written in a way that like you don't have to really do a good job of it to be funny. You know, like a, a Charles Barkley uh, type of uh, yeah. monologue, for example. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I can't see him doing this. And, and getting any laughs because a lot of this actually relies on something resembling a performance. And, and we got that. We got a lot of little beats and, uh, you know, uh, uh, a, a new take on feminism finally. And, and just <laughs> turning to Jost in that moment. Uh, yeah. He, I, I felt like I was watching an athlete performer for the first time, like truly understand what he's, 
what he wants out of his performance and not just being like, well, here it goes. I'm going to say the words. And, uh, you know, there was, there was really like a craft put into it. Yeah. And, uh, normally that goes over the head of, of people that come on the show from a non-performing background. They say, well, I, I, I know how to read and I know how to say things out loud. So yeah, I could, you know, I could break, get you a monologue, but I feel like he's like, well, let's just, let's just understand all the beats to this and, mm-hmm. and plan it out. I felt like he actually, approach this like like a professional would yeah this was i just the thing that i was left wondering was how how did this come to be yeah. like did, did some writer say look i have this really funny idea that like peyton manning would come to talk about emily in paris and then they said oh no one really has a good peyton manning impression let's see if he'll show up or was it like peyton manning said hey i'd really love to be on the show this week can you write something yeah. for me like how how i would just need to know how this happened who called yeah, cause, who because they usually like, have some sort of football something right before the super bowl mm-hmm. you know that it's it's you know you, that's it's, true it's it's part of the thing but but to get peyton manning to do this was ingenious but like, it's also it's, two weeks ahead of the super bowl like but, but i guess they gonna, don't have another show that's true yeah that's true. we're not gonna have a show for a month you know yeah that's um, true. but uh but yeah no it's it was um i really loved him doing the plays but it's about Emily in Paris. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> and it was really creative how they managed to like intertwine the two things. If you want to see our full sketch by sketch review, search for SNL After Party on Patreon or Subscribestar.com. Let's talk about our overall thoughts and ratings. Up first is Moment of the Night. Patrick, what is your moment of the night? Will Defoe's dancing in the Beauty of the Beast sketch. That was such a funny thing to see and also the way the way he moves his body in that sketch i literally i i i i watched that just that clip a few times i think it's so <laughs> great if only his pp had been out if only his pp been out maybe i like it a little more <laughs> uh i'm gonna give my moment to the cut back to michael che with the fidget spinner and the cat eye glasses oh, uh, that was just such a great moment i you know i as they started to say the third canceled thing, I was like, oh, my God, it's going to be Michael J. And then it was. But then that little extra spice of him holding the other two things was just fantastic. It I was fun it. later in We Could Update where uh, the, the joke doesn't land, on. but the glasses back on with the Ruth Bader <laughs> right. Ginsburg. That was, that was fun. <laughs> that was great. Uh, Steve, what's your moment? Uh, I'm giving it to uh, uh, sports reporter uh, Andrew Dismukes <laughs> enabling more screen time for the uh, – for the blowing himself fiasco. Yeah. I think that's <laughs> right. uh yeah, that was a, a, a great moment because I mean he uh he played it so well. He, with mm-hmm. that little pad of the ball and the, the chuckle. Uh yeah, pretty much everybody at home was Andrew Dismukes in that moment. So uh, I think that's a, a monumental moment of the night. All right. So our next category is best sketch. Patrick, what's your best sketch? Um I wonder if we all have the same one. Because mine is 100 uh, percent badminster dog show. That mm. best. I, I mean, I've already watched it three times uh, <laughs> because it's it's just again devils of the details. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah, badminster is my best sketch too because so specific. That is that one. That one and the AD and Bowen were the two that I thought. Yep, need to send this to somebody. Like I have someone who will really like this. Yeah, um, but. Badminster, I you know I got a dog. I'm an animal person. It just really, really hit home. <laughs> I loved all those specifics. Steve, are you going to make it unanimous? No, I'm going to give it to Nugenics. Right. That's okay. a great one. 
That's a great one. It was a great one. And uh, uh, I just thought this was uh, the most creative, weird, out there one for sure. And I just love my cringe. And I love yeah. I love it when there is uh, humor at one's expense. Uh, let, let's talk MVP. Who's it going to, Patrick? Oh, um, I'm happy to say that the MVP this week is the host, Willem Dafoe. I feel like he, I, again, I mean, like we we said it with the blow, uh, with that with, blow, with the uh, Beauty and the Beast sketch. You know, it would not have worked mm-hmm. with anyone else. It, you needed someone yeah. with Willem Dafoe's level of commitment. Like I feel like he really like he he. There's there's been hosts even this season where I feel like they they were pulling away from certain beats and certain sketches because they you could see that they were like, oh, I don't know if this is going to be funny, so I'm not going to put 110 percent in. Mm-hmm. And Willem Dafoe he gets all fourth and spanks himself and then later on he blows himself like it's and it's it's just it's it's great it's it's really great even and he has quiet moments too and i'll say that because he mm-hmm. in uh the office sketch the fact that he's just quietly in the background then all of a sudden the chair goes out the window and even then he's still like oh it's just part of the i was just doing the thing you guys were doing and it was just so <laughs> muted where i'm like oh god this guy's the range he has it's fantastic so mm-hmm. i'm giving it to willem dafoe willem the friend as i would say yeah, I, I think I think Willem's a solid pick for me. I I was just looking at who I was trying to figure out like who stood out to me the most, and there wasn't there wasn't anybody that just really dominated the show. Um, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little little different with it in that I think Heidi was in a whole lot of stuff and really really owned everything she was in, especially the Office one. Yes, 100. percent Heidi Heidi was on my list. Heidi, yeah. Heidi, Heidi was my number two. If I wasn't going to go with Willem, but like I feel like, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I think Heidi and you know honorable mention to Keenan. He was all over the place too, but Keenan is also all over the always all over the yeah. place. Uh, but I think I think he- Heidi uh, sort of s- snuck in. Like it was like, oh, that was good, that was good, that was good. And then we got to that last sketch, and it was like, oh god, Heidi was great this episode. You know, um, Steve, who's your MVP? Uh, you know what? I'm just going to give it to Peyton Manning. Because he had a great That's cameo, uh, he killed his bit, and hey, man, maybe it wasn't something that would like be a successful audition and get you on the show. But uh, if you're going to be Peyton Manning and asked to come on and do a bit, and you do this well, like no one would ever expect this from an athlete. And here we got something yeah. that, I mean, you would laugh at yeah. this if it was just some regular schmo uh, with this kind of delivery and this kind of timing. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I feel like the celebrity of Peyton does elevate it, but if it wasn't being elevated by that, it still stands on its own by the, the quality of the performance. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, I just got to give it to him for that. Yeah. Sometimes your MVP is just the person who makes the big play. Okay. Here's the big one on a scale of classic, great, decent, weak, or train wreck. Pat, how would you rate this episode? I, I honestly think for me, it just squeaks into uh great. You know, it was a close yep. call, but I feel like the latter half of the episode, uh, I thought we're all winners, honestly. Mm-hmm. Right after, Everything after Weekend Update is a big question of, is this going to be the weird, fun stuff that you're going to remember? Or is this going to be just some garbage that they just need to, they, they're just throwing in there that just doesn't really work, but we need to run the time out. And honestly, I felt like the last half of the show was, was all big, big winners on my part. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to say great. I thought this was great. Yeah, I... I originally wrote decent, but I think I've talked myself into a great as we've discussed it because yeah. there was more to like than I originally felt. And like I was sort of saying when we were talking about um, 
the the blowing yourself sketch. Uh, while maybe I was feeling personally down on a, on a on a few things, I can appreciate that they were technically good, and it just w- wasn't necessarily my thing. Yep. Uh, so, and I and I think that that that, that, that makes it a uh, great. So even if if I'm looking and I'm like meh meh yeah yeah loved it. But like they were all technically good. I think that's perfectly. I think that's a great episode that I can. That there's something to appreciate in every sketch. I think. I think. I think this had a lot going for it. Um, so yeah, I'm. I'm really on a great too. Steve, what do you think? I don't know. I, I think I'm going to stick with decent uh, for this one because yeah, there was some really uh, excellent things going on for for uh, yeah when it comes to SNL and and the quality that it can achieve it definitely it hits it hits some high notes for sure but i feel like there were moments of awkwardness and uh maybe some recurring sketches that have not found its best form in this go around um and i don't know just uh i mean Katy perry doesn't add particularly very much uh to this episode for me uh but yeah willem defoe's performance definitely saves it uh, his commitment, Peyton's commitment. There's a lot of really nice stuff, but like, yeah, the tenants uh, meeting and the uh, the office uh, the office drum circle thing. I don't know. There was just some weird missteps that. Ooh, it, I feel like you'd have to chop out a couple of these sketches to to make something truly great. So that's gonna dilute it into a into a decent for me. Yep. That's fair. Maybe you've talked me back down to decent. Do it. I'm staying um, at <laughs> No, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay at. I I did slip into a great. I think because I think okay. if I if I look at it from what did just Catherine think of it and laugh at, then it's a decent. But if I look at it trying to be like a more objectively, I think there was stuff to appreciate that just wasn't necessarily my sense of humor, but has a lot going for it. So I'm yeah. yeah I'm gonna stick with great. I'm also I'm also holding it to the candle of like the rest of the season so far. Where I feel yeah. like this season has had some, you know, weak episodes. All right. Well, that's where we're yeah. gonna land. A a decent ish great episode. <laughs> yeah. We Did we it. loved Willem. We we loved a lot of things happening here. Peyton Manning was a big hit. Uh solid episode. Patrick, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. This was a blast. You're yeah, a good guy. This was so so Stop. fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you got a, a thing I love talking about? Oh, yeah, I love talking about this. This is a I, as I was telling Catherine uh, a week ago when you when you asked me to do this, I'm like, oh, this is something I just do anyway with my friends. We, well, like I'm literally we're gonna end a podcast and then uh, it's Sunday night, so we have our movie night and we're gonna talk about SNL for about a half hour and just you know, nice well, before we watch our film. So yeah, more of the same. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You get well. You have your thoughts fully formed now. And uh, mm-hmm. Patrick, where can people find you? What do you have going on? Oh, well, uh, I, uh, not Pat Riley, everywhere on uh, the interwebs. Um, uh, I put out YouTube videos at least uh, two times a week. Um, right now, it's just um, some old stuff I've done for an app called Rizzle, which I do a lot of my mm-hmm. content for, Rizzle. You can find me on Rizzle. Rizzle's great. Uh, yeah, I have a new series coming out on Rizzle uh, in February, which is a sequel. To my uh, very popular series, How to Get Viral, which is nice. uh, series two is called How to Get Viral, um, and uh, the <laughs> two's in the title. I'm very yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> right. It's it's a fast of years. Like yeah, it's, I'm very proud of it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's coming out. That's coming out uh, Wednesday. It's going to be the first episode, and I've been working nice. on it for about four months now. And 
if you guys watch the first series of um, uh, Let's Get Viral with Pat Patrick J. Riley, uh, it's very much a story arc and a, a complete story. This one is very much more a I uh, I actually because because quarantine was lifted, I didn't have to be alone in a room. Uh, I actually get to go on some adventures, which was a lot of fun nice. to film. So check that out. So this is Rizzle exclusive. Rizzle exclusive. It will only Pat, be on Rizzle Pat for Riley. at least a year. So, nice. uh, and then, uh, so check that out. Not Pat Riley. Yeah. Very good. And, um, your shirt, what shirt are you wearing here? Patrick? Oh, that's right. Uh, this is my, <laughs> uh, <laughs> painting with Patrick, my extremely popular, uh, painting series where I paint in my underwear and I get, uh, comments from people who fetishize my body size. And, uh, so that's always fun. That's always fun. <laughs> I thought I started it as a bit where it's like, cause it's, I, I started doing this thing as, uh, in therapy called rage painting where it's kind of like spin art, but I use my body to spin the art and get crazy with it. And I made a few videos for my friends and we all thought it was funny. And then I put it out in line and uh, it got a really good reception. And then uh, Creeps found it. So uh, <laughs> now now uh, every video so now I have it's to lucrative. go through. Yeah, yeah. Now it's, oh, it's so lucrative. I, I sell these paintings for way too much money. But uh, thank you so much yeah. for having me. This was so much fun. Of course. Yeah, this yes. was great. Loved having you. Um. And uh, stay tuned for me this week. I'm going to be putting out a new sketch called uh, Mike Smile High Sex Planes. Um, it's 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 a good one. I've been working on it for a while. I've been sitting on it for a minute. It's time for the world to see it. So that'll be out uh, later this week. So check it out on all, all my socials, my YouTube, etc. cetera. Uh, Steve, you got any big plans for the, the hiatus? Uh, well, I'm just doing my thing. If anybody really cares, you know, they can. Uh, find some content that I've been producing for Labrador Morning. Uh, there are podcasts daily, every weekday. Uh, check it out. Uh, Labrador Morning, it's called. It's on the CBC website. You might find a thing or two in there that I've uh, been part of. But uh, you you won't laugh. You won't laugh like <laughs> some of these things you're talking about. You might say, mm, that's interesting, but you won't laugh. Yeah. yeah well, maybe me and Steve can here. plan our uh, virtual putt-putt showdown for the hiatus oh that's fun yeah patrick yeah, well, you'll have to be that. there <laughs> all right well this was fun thanks for being here and that is a wrap thanks to pat riley and steve finn and thanks as well to our most generous patrons sam bowers neil weinstein justin gardner grace kogan and brian clark if you're enjoying our show, please subscribe on YouTube or wherever better podcasts can be found. Your subscription helps us grow and your support is greatly appreciated. We'll be back in four weeks when SNL returns with host John Mulaney and musical guest LCD Sound System. But until then, this has been episode number 153 of the Saturday Night Live After Party Podcast. I'm Catherine Coleman. That's my story. I'm <laughs>